Welcome to the Storytellers Live podcast, where everyday people share real and personal stories. Some are profound and challenging, while others are more common and relatable, shared with honesty and humor. But all of these stories reveal what God can do in our lives when we trust Him with the details. Thanks for joining us. Hi, everyone. This is your host, Kelly, from the Storytellers Live team. On each episode, you'll hear a different woman share her story of God's transforming love. These stories are recorded in a live setting at weekly local gatherings, where we're aiming to build community through sharing, connecting, and encouraging one another. Most importantly, these stories reveal the faithfulness of God and how He can take what's ordinary and broken and exchange it for extraordinary and redeemed. Today's episode is going to be a little bit different. I actually have some of the Storytellers team here in the studio with me. And so before we get started, I wanted everyone just to go around and um, briefly introduce themselves. I'm Robin, and I am the executive director of Storytellers. So I I do a little bit of all of it. (laughs) Do a little bit of everything. That's my job. (laughs) Hey, I'm Dawn, and I am the director of all things technical and media related. So I um, just really support all the different teams in the different communities. And um, anything you see on Instagram or email, so I'm managing those things. I'm Lindy, and I'm the Director of Development, and that simply means that I get to work with our donors and head up any fundraising and also work with our ad sponsors. Hi, I'm Katie, and I am the newest member on the Storytellers team, and I'm just excited because I am working on content for Storytellers. I'm the Director of Content. I will be helping with the podcast and then also some exciting things that are going to be coming in 2020. And so today is a little different. Um, Kelly is here to tell us her story, and we're so excited. This is, we don't normally do a story that's not in a live gathering setting, but today is a little different. So Kelly is going to do a shortened version of her story, and so we're going to sit back and be her audience (laughs) while she shares. And then when she's done with her story, we're going to talk a little, and um, we're also going to tell you what's coming up for 2020 that we're really excited about. So here's Kelly. Okay, thanks. (laughs) Well, I know that you're used to hearing my voice, but many of you who are not local to Birmingham probably don't know anything about me. Today, I just wanted to tell you, as Robin said, a small part of my story, kind of where God has led me over the last few years. I've really been learning to trust God with his timing, and it's involved a balance between patiently waiting and faithfully acting. I've learned that following God's will sometimes means holding back when we have something that we want to do or moving forward when it's not something that we would have chosen. Uh, Just to give you a really brief background, I was born here in Birmingham, but grew up in a small town in northern New Jersey, and I've then finished high school in Alpharetta, Georgia. So that is actually where and when I accepted Jesus as my Savior. It was right before my senior year of high school. And then I went on to Auburn University for college and graduate school. So right after graduate school, I moved to Birmingham and have been here ever since. I'm married to Scott Brown. We've been married almost 15 years. And a fun fact was that my maiden name was Brown. And so, yes, God has a sense of humor. And so my friends affectionately call me Kelly Brown Brown. We have four kids, two biological and two adopted from China. 
Caroline is our oldest. She is 21 years old, and we adopted her when she was 12. Our son, Carter, is about to turn 12, and he likes to say he was first in the family. Grace is 11. She was adopted when she was 16 months old, so she was the second in the family. And it was just a year after we brought Grace home that we then went back to China and brought Caroline home. And then I always laugh because I feel like I'm always waiting on the Lord, but this was the first time that God's timing was ever ahead of mine. We got back from China, and and honestly, I had baby fever, but I knew I needed to wait until Caroline got settled before we tried to have a baby. We had been home with Caroline three months when I got pregnant with Marin. And so that following summer, uh, I gave birth to Marin, who is our youngest. She is seven. And so we ended up adding three of our four kids in two years, which actually used to sound impressive until my sister had triplets and she added three kids in one day. So now it doesn't sound so overwhelming for me. Um, I will tell you that um, the process of building our family seemed to involve a whole lot more waiting than I ever expected. We waited through multiple miscarriages, a period of infertility, the adoption paperwork and delays, and then I finally had a house full of kids. My dream of having four children was fulfilled, and I found myself, um, I don't want to say dissatisfied, but I was just kind of a little bit antsy. I was looking to the next thing, the next dream. Um, Since I was a child, I'd had a passion and a dream for writing, and I was nine years old when I began writing stories. Uh, I remember it being my, I think, freshman year of high school when I was working on an English essay with my dad, and I really just discovered a passion for crafting words together. Uh, At 17, like I said, I discovered the gift of salvation and committed my life to Jesus, and it was just a few years later at 23 when I really felt uh, the first stirring of my calling, which was to write Bible studies for women. So I um, mentioned that I had gone to school at Auburn and then ended up staying there for grad school. And then I knew I wanted to go to seminary and my parents were like, you've got to get a job. Like you cannot be a professional student. And so um, I did. I ended up working in public relations and worked for Alabama Ballet and Cooking Light Magazine. But when Scott and I got married, he knew that my heart was to go to seminary. And he said, you know, now's the time to go before we start a family. So it was during seminary at Beeson Divinity School that I took a writing course and my first piece was published. It was a devotion for the upper room. I literally graduated from seminary two weeks before Carter was born. And so while I did do some writing and blogging over those next few years, my schedule quickly just became consumed with motherhood and expanding our family. Um, Like I said, throughout the process of building our family, we went through some hard times. We had six miscarriages and just the whole weight um, that comes along with the adoption process. And so through all of that, writing became my outlet to process my emotions, to heal, just to draw me to the Lord and his truths. And it was even a way for me to connect to other women who had also had some of the same experiences. But once my youngest, Marin, came along, I just couldn't keep up with the writing or the blogging. And, you know, I'd had all these ideas from over the years for Bible studies or books, and I so desperately wanted to go to a writing conference. But during that season, it just wasn't possible. I could not figure out how to blend and much less balance motherhood and this calling that I felt like God had given me. And 
So what it felt like was that my dream had to be put on hold. I kind of felt sidelined, if you will, while I held the household and the family together. But I'm able to look back now and trace these stepping stones that God was gradually moving me to to prepare me. Uh, you know, at first glance, when you look at my educational background and my different jobs and seminary and storytellers, it just seems all over the place. And yet God has shown how all of these pieces were very purposeful, how he was in each part of that journey and how they all fit together now. And it's especially been over the last year that I've seen how this has all been part of God's intricate plan for my life. So in the summer of, two, of 2017, I finally had the opportunity to attend an annual writing and speaking conference. It was in Charlotte, North Carolina, and it is called She Speaks. Um, it's something that Lisa Turkhurst and her Proverbs 31 Ministries does. And so after waiting nearly 10 years, I felt like the Lord say it was time. So I came home just fired up and equipped with all sorts of ideas and tools to help me launch a writing and speaking ministry. So I began working on a website and a bio sheet and branding, and I had even gotten connected with someone in the publishing division at Lifeway. So they got me started writing devotions for their monthly women's magazine journey, and that got me used to deadlines. I have a love-hate relationship with deadlines. I think we all do. Writing is so therapeutic for me, but I think I felt like it was a selfish pursuit. Like I felt like I always could be doing more laundry or things around the house, and it felt selfish for me to sit down and do something that I felt passionate about. That sounds funny. So the deadlines made me feel like I had a legitimate reason to sit down and write. During these 10 years that I waited to attend the conference, I had been serving in women's ministry at my church. So I volunteered on the leadership team and helped with programming and events, teaching Bible studies, um, just anything related to women's ministry. And the director at the time just really invested in me and she began training me up to one day potentially step into her position. And so um, when that time came, we were actually on our way to Nashville for a Lifeway Women's Leadership Conference that we went to every year. And um, they basically have a different theme each year, and then they'll have these breakout sessions. And so we had gotten a list of those sessions. And she said, I, I really want you to be praying because I'm going to go to one called How to Know When Your Season Has Ended. And so um, she said, you know what that means. It might be time. And I called Scott that night crying uh, because I really honestly did not want to step into that position. I had just come home from the She Speaks Writing and Speaking Conference. I felt like God was telling me to write. And now I felt like I was having to make a choice. And I felt very confused. Um, you know, Lord, why would you lead me in this direction and then have me switch directions? Um, I'm very much a people pleaser, and I didn't want to let Bronwyn down. Bronwyn was the director, and she poured into me for several years, and I thought, how do I tell her that this is not what I want to do? Well, over 24 hours um, through breakout sessions and messages at this conference and prayer and Scott's encouragement, the Lord completely transformed my perspective and my emotions. I mean, I did a complete 180 and felt like, yes, this is what God is leading me to do. Not only that, but I felt like he told me, you're not having to choose. You know, you're not having to lay down your writing. In fact, you're going to be doing both, and they're both going to work together. Well, I was supposed to start in the fall of 2017, but with some different circumstances, that timetable shifted to early 2018. 
And so that meant that I had a freed up schedule in that fall. My youngest, Marin, had just started kindergarten. And so lo and behold, I get an email from Robin and she was launching Storytellers. And as you might recall from uh, one of our early episodes when our team shared a little bit about our background, I had had the idea for something like Storytellers that God had put in my heart in 2016. And it was just this vision of women sharing. I didn't know if it was through in videos or audio files or what, but I wrote down these like different topics and areas of struggle and had this idea of women connecting when someone shared their story, people who had the same experiences. And um, But what was so crazy about that is when I, I journaled about it, I clearly had a sense that I was not supposed to move forward. I wasn't supposed to do anything with it which I thought was so bizarre that God would give me this idea and then say, you know, no, don't do anything. Not yet, not now. Um, but what I realized now was that he had planted that seed so that when I got the email from Robin, it immediately caught my attention um, because of my youngest had just started kindergarten and I had a free schedule. I did not want to just jump in and start adding stuff to my plate. I wanted to be very prayerful about it. But because um, God had planted that seed, I just gave a lot more thought to this idea of storytellers. And what's crazy is I was, I think I had just discovered podcasts. I remember in my bedroom and I was ironing, listening to podcasts when I, when Robin's email came through and I immediately picked up the phone and called Robin and I left her a voicemail telling her about how I thought that we should record these stories. But by the end of my message, I thought, I I don't really know why I've called you. What you're doing is specifically for the local community. Why would we even broadcast these stories to the nation? This really doesn't make sense. Um, But I just, I hung up and I thought, you know what? I've, I've given her this idea and she can do with it what she will. Well, what I did not know is that God was also nudging Robin to record the stories. And so before we knew it, women all over Birmingham Women who couldn't make the Friday gatherings were listening to the recordings of these stories being shared on Friday mornings, and they were sharing how encouraged they were. By the second year, we had other cities wanting to start storytellers in their area, and now in our third year, we currently have eight cities, is that right? Eight cities with a bunch more waiting to get started. As I've shared before, my parents have gotten a big kick out of me doing the podcast because they joke that I am finally using my major and their money is going to good use. Um, I graduated Auburn with a degree in radio, television, and film, and I actually even worked as a DJ at an Auburn Opelika radio station. Um, But then I got discouraged by the lifestyle of the media profession, and I had decided to get a master's in communication. Well, God had a purpose even in me getting that degree. Um, After grad school, I contracted with a small ministry to write a team Bible study on how the media influences our faith and our choices. And then because I had learned how to use editing software, I've been able to pick up the process of editing and producing the Storytellers podcast. And that recording has even led me to these first five weekend teachings and feeling more comfortable being able to do that because I've been doing this for the last few years. So what looked like a total mess of decisions and like I didn't know what I was doing. Um, God has shown me that my training in radio, television, and film, my my job experience in public relations and event planning, um, my passion for writing and speaking, my calling to ministry, he has all blended it in the most remarkable ways. And so it, I love being able to look back and see that every single direction he pointed me in all has come together and had a great purpose for his kingdom and his glory. So being a part of Storytellers has been the most incredible gift, and I'm going to try not to start crying. Um, 
as much as I love writing, it can be kind of a lonely pursuit. And so having a team of women to dream with and pray with and celebrate with has brought so much joy. And these women have also been some of my biggest cheerleaders over the last couple of years, encouraging me to use my gifts and prompting me to take some leaps of faith that I don't know that I would have taken otherwise. So in October of 2018, Compel, which is an online writing group through Proverbs 31 Ministries, as a group that I'd been a part of, they announced that they were adding to the First Five writing team, and they were inviting Compel members to apply. Um, First Five is, if you're not familiar with it, it's a Bible study app and a, kind of like an online community that was started by Lisa Turkhurst and Proverbs 31 Ministries, and they go through different books of the Bible and provide daily lessons. And while I love writing devotions, what I really love more than anything is sitting on my floor, surrounded by Bibles and commentaries and all kinds of resources, and just digging into God's Word, and then sharing what I've discovered in His truths um, with women in a way that makes them curious about the Bible and makes them want to study it themselves. So long story short is that I submitted a Bible study lesson to First Five on October 29th, um, a woman that I work with who also has mentored me and been a big cheerleader, she said, you know, I really think that this is what God has created you to do. And so I submitted that lesson after hours of research and preparation and writing, and then I waited, and I waited. And um, in January, they ended up contacting me and inviting me to write a lesson that would appear on the app, just as part of the next step in the selection process. And y'all, it was like those moments on American Idol when they get their ticket to Hollywood. I mean, like, you would have thought I had just, like, I don't know. I, I ran into my closet so I wouldn't alarm my children and just started crying. Like, I really was, I guess I felt very unworthy and at the same time completely in awe that God would even give me that opportunity. And I said, Lord, even if I don't get chosen for this team, just to have this one chance to to write and have this out there, um, through the app, it just felt like this incredible privilege. And I, I was just so humbled by it. And then in April, they scheduled a call and invited me to join the team. And that was a very surreal moment. It was when my dream and my calling and reality became one. And um, it was a few months after my 40th birthday. And I kind of love that because, you know, we live in the culture where we're just pushing people to have to find their their passion and their calling, like right after college, and they're supposed to be super successful and be all that they can be at 20-something. And that's really not the way it's supposed to work. Um, I'm very thankful that I did not start out writing for such a big platform in my 20s because I probably would have embarrassed myself, and I would have missed out on so many really great um, lessons and a lot of growth. So... Now I joke that over the last few months, I have four jobs because I am a mom of four. As I shared, I work at my church as the director of women's ministry, doing the Storytellers podcast, and now writing for First Five. And I'm not only writing some of the lessons, but also recording the weekend audio teachings and then occasional videos for their Facebook groups. So as every area has grown in responsibility and time commitment, I have felt increasingly stretched beyond my comfort and my abilities. So you can imagine that um, about a month ago, when I felt like God was telling me it was time to begin the speaking part of my ministry, I pretty much laughed out loud. Um, I have spoken sporadically for over 15 years, but I knew that God was now calling me to do it as part of a regular ministry, writing and speaking often kind of work together. And so I knew it was down the road, but definitely did not think it was now. 
Um, I've had so many fears about how to balance that in my family. And when I had attended the She Speaks conference, they encouraged us to send out information to churches, let people know we're available. And that just seemed like such a huge step. And I was really, really scared of mistaking God's voice. Um, I, I was scared, is this my own selfish ambition or is this fear that's driving me or fear that's holding me back. And, and I wanted to make sure I was not running out ahead of the Lord. And so I begged him, I said, God, if this is really what you are calling me to do, especially right now when I can barely juggle what I've got going on, will you please open that first door? Well, that was on a Friday. And that next day I had a weekend audio session in the app for First Five. And by that afternoon, I had received an email from a, a woman at a church in North Alabama and she had heard my first five lesson, had gone to my website and read that I was doing speaking and writing. And she was inviting me to come speak at their church. And y'all, I was, I mean, I may cry. I was absolutely floored just that God would be so sweet to confirm that within 24 hours. Then I also knew that if God was indeed moving me in a new direction and into this new season, that something had to give. So that brings me to where I am now. I'm not going to cry. I know that I can't possibly continue with everything and be able to give it my all. Um, God has been teaching me that not every ministry or God-honoring endeavor is necessarily his assignment for me. Um, and with the other increasing demands in my life, he has shown me that my season with storytellers has ended. Um, and I'll be honest, I have been very reluctant to go and to let go and to trust God for the next steps. And so I've really spent the last several months trying to manipulate my schedule and my responsibilities so I could make it work. And in the process, I, I know that I, I just haven't been listening to God. I haven't been obeying his voice. And I've also probably failed to do my best in all of those areas. And what's been most difficult is that I've never had to walk away from something that I'm passionate about and that I love. You think of moving on from a commitment or a pursuit if you're burned out or, you know, the purpose no longer exists or it's not growing or maybe you've had some kind of conflict with somebody. But walking away from a ministry that has witnessed incredible growth in gospel reach and continues to grow, um, to walk away from a team of some of the most godly, talented, hardworking women I have ever known. It has been one of the most difficult decisions I have ever faced. And several months ago, I heard a speaker talk about seasons of life. And she said, sometimes our job is to be the trailblazer and to move into unknown territory and figure out the way to go. And sometimes our job is to start on a path that has been already marked out for us. And we're able to do the job even better because of those who went before us. So I think my role maybe was to get this podcast going. And as I move aside, I think the team will be able to take it to an even higher level. So as of today, I am officially passing the mic to Robin, Don, Lindy, and Katie. And friends, you are in good hands. And while I won't be as directly involved from here on out, I will be continuing to watch and celebrate God's work through this beautiful ministry. I just want to share one more thing quickly before I close and, and our team starts discussing. As I was looking over my notes today, preparing to record this, um, an Instagram post came up from someone that I follow. Her name is Morgan Harper Nichols. And doesn't she go by like storytellers? She has a storyteller. She has some kind of storyteller song. We love her quotes. We love her quotes. She does uh, like original artwork and then will match like her poetry and quotes with that. Well, as soon as I finished looking over my notes, um, her post came up 
And the word of the day is release. And the quote says, I hope letting go does not make you feel weak, but strong, hopeful, free. And under that picture, under the graphic, she has a whole poem. And so I'm not going to read all of it, but I just wanted to read a few things. It says, it's time to be free from all the things you thought you would need. The relationship that was not healthy, the way of thinking that holds you back, the fear that restrains you. You are free to break through, for today is brand new. Let it mean something to you. Love is still ahead of you. You might not see it yet, but you can trust there is still a path beneath your feet. You are still becoming who you were made to be. And you do not have to worry about arriving. Just focus on being here, knowing there is grace for every moment, and love is still greater than fear. I do not know what letting go looks like for you, but I hope it feels like a sweet release. I hope surrendering does not make you feel weak, but strong, hopeful, and free. And maybe after letting go, you won't have to worry like you used to. Maybe after everything, you have not missed out on what was meant for you. And I hope you were able to look back on this January with gratitude for all you made it through, knowing that even though so much was out of your control, you still found the freedom and the well of your soul to start over with hope amidst all that was unknown. You are free to let go of what you no longer need in pursuit of becoming more of who you were meant to be. Well, this is Robin. (laughs) We're going to try and keep our tears to a minimum. Um, We've known, oh gosh. (laughs) Um, Like Kelly said, we've been talking about this and praying through it for a little while and um, for several months and and I think none of us wanted to to see what was really coming that was, that her season is ending, and um, so we all stuck our head in the sand for a little bit. <laughs> then we had to pull our head out of the sand and realize that that God was calling us to a new place. And um, you know, so much of what Kelly talked about, we we have known was coming. And so, as a team, we've just been praying and thinking about our own areas of what God calls us to do that's not comfortable and. Um, I'll be the first to say that being the voice of the podcast is certainly not natural for me. Um, and God made it so clear this fall as as Kelly and I talked and as our team talked and prayed about what was next and what this was going to look like. Um, God made it so clear that this is the way that it's going to be. And so the excitement and the adventure in that is that he's going to provide exactly what we need. And so we just thank you, the listener, for bearing with us over the next the next bit as we really learn to um, to walk in the next steps, you know, to walk into what he's called us to and find some footing. We think Kelly hung the moon because, well, many, many reasons, but I mean, y'all, probably the most thing, the best thing that we hear about this podcast is we just love Kelly's voice. <laughs> Well, I don't know how many of you are going to say that you love our voices. Actually, Katie has a really good radio voice, too. So we're going to go in and give her that credit. But um, but in the back of my mind, I'm like, oh, my gosh, I know that she's leaving. <laughs> I'm glad you love her voice. But we, we don't just love Kelly's voice. We love Kelly. And um, I'm just going to cry because, I, I, anyways, she's been here from day one. Um. So we're going to miss her, but we are so excited for where she's headed. We are her biggest cheerleaders. We'll tell you every time there's a first five that has Kelly Brown Brown on it. (laughs) And um, 
and we just know that God has huge things for her. And so it's hard as it is for us to know that it's not with storytellers. It's just so cool to watch to watch God move, um, even in unexpected and hard ways. So, um, John. Well, I um, just really want to speak into my friendship with Kelly. Uh, those of you that are familiar with Enneagram, Kelly is my my fellow four friend. And um, so we both have deep wells. And usually at our live gatherings, I can find Kelly in the closet hiding, which is great because then I have a place to go as well. So we can hide together as everyone's making small talk. But um, but seriously, I, I have just really enjoyed getting to know Kelly. And since I came on the team, she has just opened her arms to me. And we have just, we just have a special connection. We can kind of text each other on the side and we just get each other. And so I'm definitely going to miss her being on the team, but I know that our friendship will continue, and I can't wait to see what God does with her life going forward. Um, I don't even know where to start with Kelly because she's one of those friends that I feel like I've known forever because I have known her husband forever growing up in church. Um, But we just had an instant connection, and I see so much opportunity in, in what she's doing, and she is so eloquent and always so polished. There might be chaos in the background, but always so polished. And I love that you said um, that, yeah, everything looked really good on paper and I had everything that I'd ever wanted, but I still felt something was, was missing. And I think so many women feel that way. And it's, it's okay to be like, okay, Lord, why do I still have this, this desire? Like, what are you trying to show me? And it, it's so neat how you said in the end that every step of the way, he was knitting something together. And, and you know, if you trust him, that can happen. But, I mean, Kelly, you, you've just been, you've been a bright light to this ministry. And, and I cannot wait to hear you come speak. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, well, as I said earlier, I, this is Katie, and I am one of the newer members of the team. But um, I have been able to just stand in awe of Kelly. And I think a lot of it is because she's kind of my spirit animal (laughs) in that, but she's 10 years younger than me, (laughs) but she is 10 years younger than me. Um, and, and I guess I just stand in awe of, um, of how you've laid your dreams at God's feet and allowed him to direct your path. And I loved what you said that just not every God honoring endeavor is part of his plan. And I think sometimes we as women think that if it's God honoring, that's what he wants us to do. And that's where he wants us to be. And then we end up spreading ourselves too thin and we don't do anything right. And I just think that, that you, I mean, it really is like you stepping out of the boat, you know, because, you know, it's not something you want to let go of. Um, but, Hearing your story, just, you know, as my husband says, I love to cry. I'm over here. I'm boohooing the whole time she's talking. But um, but it just makes me think that just God has great things in store for you and how special it is for all of us to know you personally and to just see what God does, you know, with your courage and your faith to get out of the boat. So, um, so as I, I said in our prayer before we began the podcast, Lord, don't let us screw it up. Um, <laughs> Um, it is going to be a different um, podcast that you'll be listening to um, from here on out because you will hear all four of our voices. But I know that Robin um, will take the helms very, very well. So we thank you for everything you've done and for even just starting the podcast. How many women are hearing stories all over the world because you chose to step out and obey 
and begin the podcast. So thank you for doing that. And I'm one of those women. So thank you. Um, We are going to transition to what's what's ahead. And so like Kelly said, she is officially passing the mic. And so from here on out, Robin, me, and uh, Dawn and Lindy and Katie will be the voice. And we're going to have it's going to be a little bit different. We're going to have our stories just like always, but on the front end, we're going to talk a little bit about them. And on the back end, we're going to have more of a discussion about the stories. And so this will be the last one with Kelly's voice as is and moving forward. Again, you'll still have all of the stories from all of our cities and looking into 2020, we have lots of new cities that are interested. So we're going through a process right now of um, really praying and seeing where God, um, wants us to open up new storytellers live gatherings and as executive director I'm overseeing that but I'm also um, strangely enough kind of like Kelly we've started getting some speaking offers and so I'm doing a little bit of that where Kelly's story of going into the you know letting go of some things and walking into something unknown that is a hundred percent relate right now because um, I'm really good at it's sitting one-on-one and I love hearing stories and talking and I can talk all day, but, um, going into speaking or things like that, or even the voice of the podcast is a little outside of my comfort zone. Um, and so those are some new things we have coming this year is just people emailing us at storytellers saying, Hey, we're having this conference. Can someone speak? Or can you do a class on how to learn to write your story or how to share your story publicly and just walking into some new areas like that. And again, working with new cities, I, I train all of our new cities and I meet with the leaders on um, a really regular basis of all the different, all the different team leaders for the different communities. And so that's, that's what's on my schedule upcoming this year. And um, Dawn's going to talk a little bit more about what she has coming forward as far as technical and media. And then Lindy and Katie are going to do the same. For all of you listeners out there, I just want to suggest that you head out to our website, storytellerslive.org and sign up for our newsletter because we've got so many fun things going on for 2020. Some things we're working on behind the scenes and we're, when we're ready to announce those things, we want you to be the first to know. So just go out there. You'll see the um, the tab on our main page so that you can register for our newsletter. And there's a drop-down box for the new cities. And if um, we have additional cities come on, we will also include those. So just be sure to go put your name out there for the newsletter. And also we'll be working on some new merchandise later in the year, um, new scripture cards with a lot of local artists are going to be coming out. Those were a big hit last year. We're kind of saving those up for probably spring so just be on the lookout for that. And um, that's pretty much what I've got going on for the beginning of 2020. So I'm going to pass it to Lindy. I'm excited about 2020. I know everybody is. Um, we've got a lot of new opportunities. We started, um, as you might have uh, seen or heard, um, adding sponsors to our pop podcast and we're not going to inundate you with ads but it does support our ministry and it helps with some of the expenses related to the podcast the expenses related to the website and we are a ministry we're a 501c3 so if you want to donate to us come on you can um, get that information on our website as well and so we're excited for additional sponsorship opportunities in 2020 and also we're starting um, something called patreon and for those of you who are not in the podcast world like I was not 
not. Uh, Patreon is just a platform where um, our donors can support our ministry, but also get more content. And Katie, I know you're really going to be involved in that, and you can you can speak to that as well. Well, as Lindy said, as Dawn said, as Robin said, I am so excited about 2020 and what God is going to do in this ministry. And um, one of the things that I've been working on, it's actually how I got involved with Storytellers, is um, a curriculum that was actually launched um, last fall in a small group study, and it's being um, piloted now in a church. Uh, so we are working on that. It is called the Storytellers Live discovery guide and it takes eight stories and just kind of walks you through those stories how God reveals truth within those stories and then you also have a time of personal reflection so that you can dig in not not only into the stories but into scripture that relates specifically to that story so you have your your time your encounter with God himself and then um, what is what we're really excited about is every week in that discovery guide you are able to discover your own story. So we have um, made it to where you walk through your timeline from childhood to adolescence to early adulthood to adulthood, and then really figuring out your God highlights where God really has shown up. So our hope is by the end of the eight-week study um, within your small group, if you're doing this within a small group or you're doing it alone, but at the end of your eight weeks, you are able to see your own story um, and you're able to tell it, whether that is publicly or whether it is just being able to have that in your heart to be able to share with someone at the grocery store. <laughs> so anyway, we are really excited about the Discovery Guide. And um, and what we're hoping is that this is just the first of many volumes of um, of taking these stories that are being told by women and applying God's scripture um, to them so that you not only come away with being able to relate to the women that are telling their stories, but that you're able to relate to God and to see him um, in your walk. So I'm just excited about the curriculum. And and I'm also excited, Lindy mentioned Patreon, which Patreon is a monthly subscription um, that we are going to be working on for 2020. I will be doing um, some things within that, and um, you will hear more about that um, in the months to come. But um, but I'm just really excited about 2020 and, and what the Lord's going to do. Robin? So that's it. Those that, we've got a lot on our plate, but we're really excited about where God's leading us. Um, and so, thank thanks for sitting today, bearing with us through our tears, uh, bearing with us uh, as as we lose Kelly to something really amazing. We don't we're not losing her; we're sending her off as we send Kelly off into um, her next her next adventure. And so thanks for supporting us this year. Y'all, our, our growth in 2019 was unbelievable. And so we just cannot thank you enough for, for sharing our podcast, for supporting us financially, for, uh, for everything you've done, giving us your feedback and emailing us. And we're just amazed. And we're really looking forward to uh, what God has in the future. And so I don't know if y'all know, but podcast are, are easily shared when you're on Apple. If you're on Apple and on iTunes, you can rate and review us, and that's how people find our podcast. So we ask that you subscribe. You click the little subscribe button. That way our episodes will come into your into your handy little phone uh, every week when they're released. And then if you would give us a rate and review, it just helps people find us and know what we're about. It's, it's actually pretty important to us. And then we'd love for you, like Dawn said, to hop on our email list so that we can update you in those ways. And then to follow us on social media on Instagram at Storytellers Live Podcast. 
and on Facebook at Storytellers Live and just see what we're up to. And a lot of times we do ask questions and we want your feedback. So we really want to, to talk to y'all and know, know what's happening in your lives. So thanks so much. And we look forward to seeing you next week. And we have a story from Casey from Memphis next week that we are looking forward to. And it will be myself and Dawn and Katie and Lindy discussing. So we'll see you next week.